0: Oh, that's a good Sunday, that's a good Sunday, good day of worship, and enjoyed some rain this morning, and good to see that celebration for our graduates. I love seeing that time of year, we get to look at those those youth who are growing up and, and all awesome kind of things are happening. I realized something though this week, that was a little scary, kind of got to me. Uh, you know, this week I was in the office and thinking and praying and prepping for our service day, realizing it was kind of a senior recognition Sunday, graduation Sunday, and uh, you know, print over the scriptures and all those things. And then I realized, it suddenly hit me that um, it was 18 years ago for me when I graduated. Now, 18 doesn't seem like some big anniversary number. You know, it's not, you know, the 10-year or the 25-year reunion, but 18. But what, what hit me about 18 years was that means I have been done with high school. It's been as many years since that day of graduation as it took me to get to that day of graduation. I go, wow, that happened fast. Man, alive, did that go quickly. I mean, I, I kind of look back on that time of my life and go, I think that first 18 years, you know, to get to the, get to the done with high school, it seemed like it took forever. I mean, just like, it couldn't come quick enough. And now I look back, having lived exactly the same amount of time, and say, that went fast you know what I mean that just went by in a rush and youth man it is gonna it goes by quick I know young people don't like hearing us old people say it's gonna go by quick young person but it does man it goes by fast youth I'm telling you in just about as many days as you've been alive that many more years you're going to wake up one day, and your back's going to hurt, and you're going to say, how did I get fat, and where these kids come from, and I'm paying a mortgage on the house, and car pay, what happened? Where did life go? Old people, and I mean non-youth, am I right? All right, I mean, I, I'm going, man, how did I get old? I mean, I, I'm not John D. old, but I'm getting there, you know. I mean, before I know it, brother, I'm right back I love you. No, I mean it's not that it's not not that I'm old. I mean it's like I mean I think that I mean Lord willing, I still have as much life ahead of me as behind me. And but um, I kind of reach that place where you start to realize what a precious commodity time is. You know, again, growing up, it's just like man, hurry up, go faster. Can't wait to get there. And when you hear growing up, it was like when I was a youth, and I'd hear adults talking about, oh, it goes by so quick, and you'll, you know, all this stuff. And I said, yeah, right. I said, it's got, I got so much time ahead of me. I'm not going to worry about it. It just, you know. And now I'm already getting out of the place. Going, man, how much is already gone? How much is ahead? And you realize how precious time really is. You know, we we have people who spend their life going over, going after, trying to find and collect other commodities, and they look for gold and silver and other precious things, and realize that time is what has tremendous value. Because once time is spent, you don't get it back. I had a good day with the family yesterday. It was great. I loved it. But I can't just keep reliving that day over and over. I don't get that day back. It has been spent. And for however many days I have ahead of me, I better use them wisely. So today is a good day to remind all of us, youth and graduates and us old people, how precious time is. And to help us consider, to help us think about, to help us examine how are we using our time based on the commitments we have made to God. Because I know all of you, all of you old people, older than me, if you're older than me, you're an old person. If all of you old people, you say, man, it has gone by fast. What about what's coming up next? So, so let's think about it. So this morning, we are gonna, we're going to turn in scriptures now. We're going to stay in 1 Corinthians. But once again, I know I did this last Sunday, but I'm doing it again this Sunday. We're kind of getting a little bit out of order in our series through 1 Corinthians. We're going to kind of skip a little bit. I promise we'll go back up and pick up the things we missed. But I wanted a passage that kind of spoke to the occasion today. And so we're going to be looking at a different passage in 1 Corinthians. And in fact, the verses we're going to look at today are actually a huge reason why I wanted us to study First Corinthians. That's actually probably my favorite passage, um, or at least in the top two or three of the whole book. And wow, does it have an awesome reminder for us. So this morning we're going to find ourselves over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And the message this morning is called A Timely Reminder. That Paul is reminding the Corinthians about some very important truths, about some commitments, and how important the time that they have ahead of them really is. This is an awesome passage. I mean, this is something, I, if you could, you you do well to commit it to your heart, to memory, to circle it in your Bible, to something. These are words of extreme value here as we read them together. So let's look, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 1. It says this, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, Which you have received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried. That he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that he appeared to more than five hundred of the brothers and sisters at the same time. Most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James. And then to all the apostles. And last of all he appeared to me also. As to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles. And do not even deserve to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God. I am what I am. And his grace to me was without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. Now, to understand how this passage talks to us about how to understanding the use of our time and wisely using what's ahead of us, let's go back and kind of hit a couple of the highlights and understand what Paul is getting at. See, Paul starts this part of his letter and that we've been studying through and talking about. He starts these two verses by saying what? He goes, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of something. He, the, point, the early point of these verses is that I'm trying to remind you. Now, why do they need a reminder? Well, because of all the distractions. Because in this world, we face distractions from knowing and remembering the important things to which God has called us. I think of our youth, and friends, if you're not praying fervently for our, for our children, for our teenagers, and especially as they head off into college, friends, you need to start doing so. Because especially our young ones today, more than ever, they're going out into a world where the distractions are abundant. And there are so many things that are, that are yelling at them and saying, Hey, look over here. You don't need to worry about those things you used to be committed to. The distractions are everywhere. So Paul's here writing, and he says, I need to remind you, brothers and sisters, so you, because you might have been distracted in all that wild living that's going on around you. We need the reminders. I need reminders. Penny loves to remind me. I call it nagging. She calls it reminding. Tomato, tomato, I don't know which. But I need reminders, right? Because she says, Could you do this? And on the way to doing that, something gets my attention. And my boys are just like me. I get up in the morning and they're eating breakfast. Hey, boys, take your bowls into the kitchen. And I promise you, if you don't turn off that TV, they're going to go, Huh, what? what? We had Parker, our youngest, the other day, carried his breakfast bowl into the bathroom. Because he was to be distracted by the cartoon, you know. You, and and it's a, we don't ever grow out of that, do we? You know, we commit to God here. I, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to live for you. And then someone them go, oh, what's that over there? What's this distraction over here? It gets our attention. and Suddenly we get pulled off base. And so Paul's here he's doing them a favor, doing you and me a favor, saying, let me remind you. We need the reminders, Friends. If you don't have people around you that's reminding you constantly of what you committed to do, you need some help. That's one of the reasons you're coming to church. I hope, because when you come here, you should be reminded of what it is to live for God. And that's what Paul is doing. Is I'm going to remind you. In fact, let me just pull to your attention here. Call it out this morning of what he's reminding them. In fact, uh, Terry, could you put up verse one for us? Let's look, as we started this passage this morning, it says this. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of what? Of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, and on which you have taken your stand. I'll just leave this verse up for a moment, and look again, what he's reminding him. He says, first of all, remember what I preached to you. What did he preach to him? Well, he told us a couple verses later, it says that what? Christ died, he didn't say just died died for our sins according to scripture so that's what i preached to you and that he was buried meaning he didn't just he didn't fake a death he, i mean they put him in the tomb and that on the third day he rose again he went from death to life again according to the scriptures to the prophecy that was written and then he appeared to all of us showing us that he was alive now, Real quickly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off track for a second just leave the message here. Let me come over here for a second. Because one of the reasons I love this passage, the list of all the people Jesus appeared to. You know, so many of those people died for their faith. Now, I can't go and ask, uh, you know, Paul or Peter or James or some of the other disciples, you know, tell me about seeing Jesus. I mean, obviously, they're not here anymore. But what an awesome testimony. You know what? Liars make terrible martyrs. If these guys were lying about their faith about that they that they saw Jesus alive again why in the world were so many of them be willing to be tortured and put to some of the worst deaths you could imagine if they knew it was untrue Liars make terrible martyrs and that's one of the reasons I love this passage because it's one of those evidences of these people so many people said I can testify that Jesus Christ is alive and so paul is saying here's the reminder i preached to you this message that christ died for your sins he went to the ground he rose again defeating death and he appeared to all of us and he gave us these charges this is what i preached to you and then paul says i'm reminding you that this is what you received said i preached it you received it meaning you didn't just you know Close your ears and run off. You heard what I had to say. You took the message and you received it. And then on on top of that, look at this. This is the real point of his reminder. He says, brother and sister, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you. That you received, and then listen to this. And on which you have taken your stand. He's saying, the thing that I told you about and you said, okay. Okay. And you said, "I'm going to stand up for Jesus Christ. I'm going to take my stand on my faith and on these things that I believe in, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand up for him." Now, remember this: when Jesus Christ was doing His earthly ministry and He was talking about following Him, did He say, sal- "You know, salvation, becoming a Christian, is just about believing in Him"? No, because he said, we need to believe in him. But he also said, if you're going to be my disciple, then he gave us all this stuff. He said, if you're going to believe in me and be saved, but then you're not just called to say, all right, you believed." you're supposed to act on that faith. He says, you're supposed to love one another, and you're supposed to go preach the gospel, and you're supposed to go make disciples, and you're supposed to be connected with the Father uh, through me in prayer. And you're, He said, if you're going to be to my disciples, in other words, Christ is telling us, if you're going to take your stand on my name, then that's going to affect how you live. So Paul here is saying, friends, church, I'm, I'm reminding you today. I just Maybe you haven't forgot it, but maybe you have. I want to remind you that I preached to you the gospel, you received the gospel, and you took your stand on the gospel as saying, I'm going to be... A Christ follower. He wanted to remind them of that. Just like I need the reminder of, Greg, you made a commitment unto God to follow Him. To live for Him. To do certain things because you have placed your faith in Him. He is giving them a reminder. Reminder. I have a book here with me this morning that I've held on to for a good number of years. In fact, the date it was given to me was June 6th, uh, 1999. So 18 years ago, um, right when I graduated high school. I graduated at the end of May, uh, in 1999. And this book, this book is called My Upmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers. It was written a long time ago. It's a devotional book. Um, it's, it's some of the most deep and challenging uh, daily devotional passage I've, I've ever found, which is one of the reasons I really enjoy it. But I'll, I'll tell you this, for as long as I've been serving in the church, this book uh, is rarely not found on my desk. Uh, in fact, it's usually sitting right next to my Bible somewhere. Now, I wish I could tell you that every single day I've read from it, I haven't. There's been times and seasons where I might have been reading something else or you know, just didn't think about picking up, but I always had the book there. But it was more than just a devotional book that I've greatly and deeply enjoyed. One of the reasons this book meant uh, and still means so much to me is because it's personalized. It's got an inscription in it. It was given to me by a guy named Russ Robbins. Now, Russ was an uh, intern at my church that I grew up in, that I was a youth in. He was a seminary student, and he, the last my senior year of high school, he was an intern in our youth and music program there at the church. And I got to know him very well, and he was an encourager, he was a discipler, and a friend. And he gave me this book as a graduation present. I don't think I have any other present from graduation that I still know I have today that I hold on to, except for this. And what I enjoy about it so much is occasionally I'll open this and I'll open the first page and I'll read what he wrote me, a personal message to me. You know what that does? It reminds me. It re- helps remind. I I don't know this guy today. I mean, I we have. I don't know where he's living. We have not stayed connected. Back when we were friends, that was before Facebook and all that stuff. I mean, we don't. I have no idea where he is now. But the words he spoke of encouragement over a reminder of my calling and what God's going to do stay before me. And I love to be able to pick up this book and read in Scripture and be reminded of the commitments I have made and the things others have seen in me. Some days I really need that reminder. I need to be reminded of what God has done for me. Because when I'm mindful, when I have been reminded of my life in Christ, That should always move me forward into action. In fact, that's what we see here. I want you to look at one last part of this passage. You're going to see how it applies for the days we have ahead. Uh, Could you put up for us um, uh, verse 10, please? Verse 10. Paul, he's saying in the passage, you know, here's what I preached. Here's what you received and all these things. But he's saying, he said, I don't even deserve to be called an apostle. Why? Because he was a church persecutor, a Christian killer. He hated the church. But God got a hold of his heart. He encountered the risen Savior. And it says this in verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Meaning, saved. He said, Paul's saying, not by anything I've done, or because I deserve it, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. A saved and redeemed child of God. And then look at this. And his grace to me was not without effect. Meaning, I'm not going to take what God did in my life, how He changed me and redeemed me and He saved me, and I'm not going to waste it. That grace God showed me has had great effect on me. And he says, I worked harder than everybody. And he says, it wasn't really me working, it was because of the grace of God given to me. Because I took my stand on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And because he saved me when I didn't deserve it. And because if it's great grace, it affects everything I do. Now, what does this have to do with time? I begin the message by talking about how quickly time goes by. See, because sometimes we need the reminder to say, You have taken your stand on the gospel. You heard it. You received it. You took your stand on it. You didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. It was given to you by God's grace. And you have made a commitment to live for Him. And to do certain things. But time is running out. See, when I was a youth, when I was given this gift, and I was graduating high school, had that idea, that thought, man, I got plenty of time left, yeah, I make the, I made those commitments to God, but there's so much, I'm not going to worry, I'm not going to rush, I'm not going to get in, you know, uh, getting a twist over, getting all these things done, or really making sure I'm living every day to the fullest, and spending every moment being affected by the grace of God, because there's so much time ahead And that it doesn't take long, and you know it, friends. For you wake up and said, "Where did all that time go? How did I get here so fast?" Paul is the one who said, "I fought the good fight, and I finished my race." He's saying, "You know what? For every..." second of time god gave me in my redeemed life i was trying to live in the effects of its grace of god's grace to me was he perfect did he get it right every day i'm sure i'm sure he didn't i'm sure there's plenty of times he looked back and said man i messed it up today But he had the attitude of saying, I'm going to be reminded daily that my life has been changed by the grace of God and I have taken my stand on Jesus Christ and so I'm going to use the time God gives me wisely and effectively in doing God's work. Friends, I... I need that reminder. Our graduates need that reminder. You probably do too. Because there's so many distractions. There's so many things that could call us away from the things to which we have committed. That we have taken our stand for Jesus Christ. We said, I'm going to live for Him and I'm going to do these things for Him. But it's so easy to get pulled over to the side. That thing entices us and takes us over there. So we need the reminder. And God lovingly calls us back and says, don't you remember on what you took your stand? It was the name of Jesus Christ. And living for him should have great effect on you. The grace that has been shown you should greatly affect what you do, what you say, how you act, where you go, how you spend your time. because I don't get time back once it's been spent. Today, there's, there's days I, I look back and go, man, I wish I had that to do over again. I wish I had that day, that chance, that opportunity again. I wish I could just go back. I wish I could invent that time machine and jump back and go back over there because that was a really good time or that was a time I could have fixed and done better. Well, you can't get it back, can you? That time is gone. And a lot of you here this morning realize how quickly it goes. So you can't fix yesterday. You can't change it. You can't redo it. Yesterday's successes and failures are done and written and gone. And I can't even guarantee you tomorrow. I don't know what's going to come. What do you got? you got now. So you need the reminder. I need the reminder. How am I going to spend my time today? Am I going to do the things in my life that I have committed unto God? Is my life going to be evident that I take a stand on Jesus Christ? Am I going to put value into others around me? Am I going to take the moments I get with my loved ones... And the time I could get with God. Or am I going to waste it away on things that don't matter? Am I going to live a life like I'm not really saved? Like I didn't take my stand on that. I take my stand on, on this I take my stand on this part of my life or my my job or my finances or my relationships or my kids. That's what I take a stand. No, you take a stand on Christ and that should affect everything else you do. Because you can waste away your time. You can give it away. The most valuable thing you have before. You can just give it away. But you can't get it back afterwards. Or you can use it Use it wisely. Use it effectively based on the grace of God that has been shown you by the Son, Jesus Christ. This morning's invitation is very clear. It's very simple. One question for you this morning. One question for you to answer honestly, you and God, right now. On what have you taken your stand? When I take a stand on something, it affects who I am and what I do. What do you stand for today? Now, you, you may tell everybody it's this, but in your heart you know it's that. It's a question only you and God can really, truly answer. What do you take a stand for? Now, this morning you hear, I know, I stand by the gospel message and the name of Jesus Christ. I take a stand on that. I'm a redeemed, saved child of God. Does your life reflect that which you say you stand for? Does how you spend your time and the actions you commit yourself to, does that reflect well upon the things you have taken your stand for? If you have taken a stand for Christ, you have said, I claim the name of Jesus and I'm going to live for Him. It's time to spend the precious resource of time wisely and more effectively. Getting rid of those distractions, keeping yourself around the things that remind you constantly, continually, daily what you've taken a stand for. And using those moments to show everybody around you that your life is a redeemed one. Not a life that you're simply going to waste away with activities and things and relationships and priorities that don't really matter. Those things will pass away. What are you using your time on? Let's go before the Lord this morning. Father, we want to come and pray for, to you today. We want to seek you out in this moment. God, help us give us help. Give us in this, in this time right now a, a moment's reflection. God, help remind us. I believe you've already been doing so. Help remind us of those things for which we take our stand that it should be for us the name of Jesus Christ. God, I want to pray for a person maybe this morning who has not made the decision. Maybe somebody here today who's, I mean, they know in their hearts, maybe nobody else around them does, but they know in their hearts they have not taken the stand on believing in the name of Jesus. God, we're preaching the gospel. They're hearing it. But I want them to receive it and take their stand on it. It's only done by faith. God, for that person who needs to change what they take their stand for, Father, move them today, right now in this place, to say, I won't go another day taking a stand on that thing over there. I'm only going to claim the name of Jesus Christ. God, if that person's here this morning that just needs salvation and needs to know the gospel message, Father, have them run forward. Have them grab a hand of somebody that says, I need salvation. Tell me how to be saved. And God, for everybody else this morning, because I know all of us here, we struggle, we struggle with getting distracted by other things, by other people, other places and opportunities. Getting distracted and giving our time and effort and energy and resources and all those things to that other thing over there. That thing that does not last and does not really count. And is not really adding value. God, help us be ones who evaluate all the things we do, all the ways we spend our time, all the actions we take every day. Let us evaluate are we doing these things based on the commitments of how we've taken our stand on the name of Jesus Christ? God, help us before we put one foot in front of another, before we make one decision, before we go into one little thing just to stop for a moment and say is this what I'm supposed to do by the name of Jesus is this what most honors the name that I have lifted up in my life and is the name above all names or is it something I'm doing for myself is it a distraction that I'm willing to that I'm letting take away my time God remind us remind us remind us daily constantly constantly that by which we have taken our stand and the grace that has been shown us through the Son, Jesus Christ, should have great effect on the things that we do and the ways that we live. God, for the person this morning that's brokenhearted, who is hurting, who is down, because they know, they realize that their life and their time and their resources are not reflecting their faith. God, I pray you take that brokenness and you begin to pour into them restoration. And you take that sinfulness, God, and you just cover it with your forgiveness. God, and you take that grief and sorrow and heal it with your joy. God, as people would be broken before you, just confessing, the things they have done that are not a part of your name and not a part of your plan, your will, or your time. God, let them be confessed and be thrown away. And let us be people who step forward, a step out of this place, saying, how am I going to spend my time, my precious time, wisely for the name on which I take my stand? God, we thank you for these things. help, Help us, help your people respond unto you in the ways that you have called us. We thank you for this precious opportunity. By the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.